Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time. Okay? I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Two little mice found in a bucket of cream. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Be water, my friend. Welcome to Unstrategic, the podcast about digital strategy. At the time that I started my company, I had um, a, a toddler, a baby, and a dog, and I used to say that 3 a.m. was the only time it was quiet in my house. Hey guys, I'm your host, Adam James Lamagna, and today we'll be talking with Aileen McDonough. She is a business owner, she's a content strategist and consultant, but at heart, she's really a writer. So about a year ago, I decided that I was just really going to focus on content. Um, it's Writing is what I absolutely love to do. And I think that the internet is full of content, and I would like to be part of making it good content. Aileen is the owner of 3AM Writers, a creative communications firm based in Rhode Island, where she consults on content strategy, social media, website content, and more. You can find her at 3AMWriters.com, and it is spelled with the number three. In addition to helping businesses communicate with their customers, Aileen is an avid member of the open source communities. She gives talks on content, strategy, and blogging. And apparently, she's also a fan of hockey. Strategy in general, to use a sports metaphor, because my husband is a hockey coach and my son plays hockey, they say there's two kinds of hockey players. You know, a good hockey player um, skates to where the puck is, and a great hockey player um, skates to where the puck will be. I love that analogy. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember who said it. I'll have to look it up. I, I think, think it was Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky? Was it Gretzky? Yeah. Do you know that today is Wayne Gretzky's birthday? I didn't know that. How perfect is that? So That's today awesome. is Wayne Gretzky's birthday, and we're using one of his quotes. Nice. And I love it. He was definitely a player that skated to where the puck would be. So before we get into the bulk of the interview, let's explore Aileen's background, the roles she's played in the past, and how she came to be a business owner. I graduated from Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut with a degree in English, and I had every intention of going into publishing. So I, I went into publishing for a few years. I worked for a few firms that did everything from marketing to on-demand publishing. And then, you know, the publishing world has really changed. Very true. And so I took a different path for a few years. I, I went into sales and had my own sales business for a while and loved that, but really missed really missed writing and really missed what I love to do, which is create content. So I ended up starting my own, um, my own communications firm. That was 10 years ago. And um, since then, I've, I've been, even that has evolved greatly because I started out, you know, more in print and, you know, writing resumes for people and um, writing ads and, you know, just beginning to write websites. And now at this point, all I do really is, um, website content, online content for blogs, and um, 
you know, social media consulting, content strategy. So that's what I do now. And you used to do technical writing too, right? I have. What got you into the tech side? When I first started my business, really, it was one of those things where if people wanted to pay me to write something, I would say, sure, I can write that. (laughs) (laughs) You just figure it out. I just figure it out. Uh, In my family, we call it the figure it out gene. We have the figure it out gene. You just just get it done. And I had been a technical writer um, for CVS Corp. so I knew what I was doing. I, I had had some technical writing experience. So I, I did that for a few clients as well and still do from time to time if need be for regular clients. Cool. Cool. So then you started the communications firm. And is that what eventually evolved into 3AM Writers? Yes. And I'm actually, it was 3AM Writers right from the beginning. At the time that I started my company, I had um, a, a toddler, a baby, and a dog. And I used to say that 3AM was the only time it was quiet in my house. <laughs> So Aileen, this podcast is about digital strategy, and the first area that that's usually covered is discipline. And I know you're a content strategist, but is there any other discipline that you cover with your clients, like social media? The social media part of my business is more consulting and guiding and, and talking to people about how to use content in social media. I used to do more, but I found that, um, I found that people really want to hear from the business owner. Siloing it out doesn't work as well as it used to. People can feel that it's, they, I don't know, there's something about it that it's people like can feel thing. the difference. It's a connection, absolutely. And it's gotta be an authentic connection. I think that's the great thing about social media. It's really um, allowed us to create authentic connections with our customers, our clients, our readers, you know, it's really allowing us to create more relationships online. So about a year ago, I decided that I was just really going to focus on content. Um, it's writing is what I absolutely love to do. And I think that the internet is full of content and I would like to be part of making it good content. Right, right. Because there's some not so good content out there too, <laughs> for sure. And I've read a lot of your posts, which I like your writing style, very smooth. Um, Thank you. But you said how, how, how to use content in social media. So how, how does that even take shape? Like how do you determine what content to use, uh, what channels to put it out on? We take a look at their business model, their clients or customers, their audience, and help them decide, okay, here's where you need to put your energy. And then we create the content or you know, usually together we'll sit down and, and create a content strategy and a content calendar. And then I can either implement it for them or help them implement it, You know, help their staff if they've got people on staff who need help with those things. I can be kind of like their editorial director and, and help them implement the plan. That's that's usually how it, it works. And then we figure out how to push it out on social media. And I, I did a corporate training earlier this week and you know they were putting their blog out on social media, but basically they were just putting a link. And I said, well, you know, every audience on each piece of social media is different. And so every platform demands that you have, that you, you come at it from the way that that audience is going to receive it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes complete sense. I guess the thing that I want to get to is, you know, how how do you make that determination? Well, I think it's by looking at each platform and and the platform plus the client and saying, okay, well, say you're an attorney, so who's your audience? Are you business to business? Are you a business consumer? You know, are you going to be on LinkedIn? You know, where are your people? 
and you need to go speak to your people where they are and speak to them in their language. So the language you're going to use on LinkedIn is going to be different from the language that you use on Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram and everything else. That doesn't mean that one article that you write on your blog can't go all these places, but you need to kind of give it a lead in that's going to catch the attention of the people on that particular platform. So in order to get this information, where are you going? I really go to the client. Without, Without knowing it, they know. And so a lot of times it's just teasing it out of them. Sometimes it's just talking and having that conversation and, you know, asking them what what questions they're getting a lot of from their clients and, you know, what are the questions they get from people who aren't their clients? Like, what's the question you're always getting at a cocktail party? And then, you know, just being aware, reading the news to a certain extent, good news. Right. Um, right. And, and, you know, being on these platforms, you know, when you're on these platforms, you, you see trends and you can see where things are headed. So it's awareness, it's instinct, and it's, it's listening. I'd like to switch over to talking about content calendars. I've heard you talk about them in your presentations, but what do you use to actually create the content calendar and what goes into it? So much of creating content is the anxiety that people bring to it. Um, (laughs) So, you know, use a content calendar. You can use Google Calendar. There are content calendars in WordPress. I use Google Sheets that just has like the months down one side and the blog titles down the other and it helps me to stay on track. And can you talk a little bit about the contents of the calendar? I mean, I know you're separating it into months, but what what are some of the other buckets? Well, some of the other buckets that I like to talk about with clients are your goals and your themes. Your goals, I mean, really a blog is, is purpose. It has a purpose. It shouldn't be, a blog isn't dear diary. You know, it's, it's not random. There should be a purpose there. So, you know, if you take a look at your year, Um, There are things that probably happen in your business at the same time every year. And so you can catch them. And in that way, you can you can sort of see the future for yourself and say, okay, well, if I'm an accountant, then I need to be talking about taxes from January to April. And, you know, if I'm in retail, then I need to be starting to talk about Christmas in October. That's those are marketing realities that each customer, each client has a different one that they have to deal with. So when you use a content calendar, you can fill those things in. I always call them your gimmies. If those are obvious, okay. fill in your gimmies. Yep. And then from there, figure out, okay, now we know what we have to do every year. Now, what do we want to do? Do we want to attract clients? How do we want to do that? Do we want to educate our clients? Are we feeling like our clients really don't understand what we're doing? Ah, so so goals-based. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. So you said something on the other side. You said theme goals and themes. What are themes? Themes are sometimes, sometimes people think better in a theme. And so I am a theme person. Like I love a theme. Yeah, I, I love themes too, but I'm always thinking like theme song, like Mission Impossible or something. Sometimes it's easier for someone to understand 
sort of a rallying cry for that goal. So if your goal is, um, for instance, I work with, I've worked with um, a lot of great creatives, um, what like photographers. Right. And so, you know, if a photographer wants to build up his or her wedding business, um, the goal might be attract more bridal clients. And the theme might be, we can make the most perfect images for your special day or let us capture your special day. What? I'm engaged. <laughs> I'm engaged. I'm getting married. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So, Dad, stop it. Say something. I'm sorry. What did you say? Yeah, it gives them like a little, like, just a little sort of catchphrase almost to take into that particular time period that they're doing that um that almost get, that. get jazzed around yeah them. and get people excited because you know sometimes people you know i have some work i work with some clients who are just one one man you know or one woman shops but then i work with clients who you know have companies of staffs of people that have to get behind this and the theme is a good way to get everybody behind it get them excited about it and say okay the theme this month is you know we can take the taxes off your plate you know, or the theme this month is buy a new buy a new car or buy a used car. You know, these these themes are sort of ways to get other people excited about your goals. So on the calendars, you want to list out you know the months, but also the the distribution channels and the goals and and what you're trying to accomplish. Yes. All the blog posts, right? Yes. So that what it basically does is it it flows from general way down to specific. So if you look at, say, January and your goal, you have your goal, you know what you want to do, you have your theme, you know what you want to say about it, and then it goes into the blog articles you're going to write, you know, one a week is a great is a great rule of thumb to shoot for, okay. and then down to how you're going to promote those blog articles and promote your blog and promote everything else through social media, through events, through press releases, through everything. So that it all works together and you can look at, in any given month, say, you can look at that month and say, here's what we're doing this month. And if something comes along that's not along the theme, that's newsworthy or relevant, then you can absolutely post that and do something about it. But at least you know you're you're covered if that right. doesn't happen. You're not sitting and waiting for news to happen. You're actually making the news. So Aileen, I'd like to talk about the business side and you know how, how did you catapult your passion for writing into a business? I mean, when I started out, it was just, let's get paid to write. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, so, so how did you go about doing that? Was it just communication and networking? Yeah, I just went, I mean, I networked a ton at the beginning and I really, you know, I went to all the meetings, I, I met lots of people. I think what happens is, you know, you try a lot of things at the beginning and then, you know, after 10 years doing this or doing what you do, you you figure out what works. And usually what really works is what you love to do. Um, I love to meet people. I love to meet awesome people like you, Adam. Um, hey, nice. And Thank you. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, it, I love to be among people who I think are on my level or above my level. Um, so what I've been doing the past few years is, you know, getting speaking engagements, going to things like WordCamp and just being around people who are really excited about 
you know, digital strategy and and what we're doing, that we're all in this together and we are all sharing ideas. So that has yielded the the best growth for my business ever. And and that's been great. And then, you know, my business is built by referrals and um at this point, you know, the best thing I think you can do is is hook up with the right people, you know, the clients who are going to refer your business and right. get excited about what you do for them so that they continue to utilize your services and that they continue to talk your business up to other people. Um, and I also read a great book on, on business growth that really changed a lot of things that I was doing. Um, love book recommendations. I know. I love books. Um called The Pumpkin Plan by um, Mike Michalowicz. I hope I pronounced his name right. The Pumpkin um, Plan? Like the, the pumpkin patch? The pumpkin, yes. Literally, it is the metaphor that he carries through is a pumpkin patch. And um, I actually have a blog review that I that I did on it because it was just a really, he talks about just getting very specific in what you're doing and letting go of all the extra stuff you're doing that's really just taking your time. And... So my business strategy over the past year, as I had said, was to, to just really get focused, focus on content. And I've found that focusing, like with, you know, having that laser focus on what I know that I do well and what I know I love to do yeah. has really helped me to get the right clients. Which is so, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. I think yeah, when I mean, we, yeah, when we start out, we'll take anything. Everybody will take anything, you know, but soon right. you learn that's really not the best strategy. And, you know, if you can... If you can start out laser focused, like even better for you, I think. Like right, you know. right. I agree. I agree. Um, so di- digital strategy, because you and I come from the open source world. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I found, especially with strategy, like you can find the design resources, you can find the development resources. It's been hard for me to find kind of the digital strategy resources because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Have you found the same? And if so, where are you kind of looking for that discipline? Yeah, that's interesting because I, I agree. Like it, it's hard to find those digital strategy resources because I think for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, it's an ever-changing game. So a digital strategy is one thing today and it could be something entirely different tomorrow because the industry changes so quickly. And so I think that that, what that creates is a lot of people saying that they do digital strategy, but you really have to work to find the people that really know digital strategy. And I've always been my philosophy has always been if I don't know something, then I will say that and I will I will research it and I will figure it out. But I don't I don't know if anyone really knows what right, right. You know, I mean I know exactly what, what you're saying. Yeah. And then there are the people that are saying, Well, yeah, yeah, I know digital strategy and they really don't. And unfortunately that hurts the industry and hurts clients' confidence. So that when you sit down with somebody and say, Let's talk some digital strategy, they're already they're already feeling like they you know hesitant yeah yeah they just paid somebody to do that and they didn't really get good strategy you know i agree that's going to happen in any industry but i think an industry that's as new and changing as this one it it happens a lot so again i will say to a client listen i'm i'm coming from this from a really old-fashioned view here this is just communication it's just another way to communicate so when it really comes down to it let's talk about your your readers your customers your relationships and then figure out the digital strategy craft it 
craft a digital strategy that will work for you. Now, I feel like a lot of strategy, you know, has to do with the end user. So are you guys doing things like personas? We do. We do personas. Um, I think those are the easiest things for someone to, um, to grasp. The idea that they can write for a person rather than just writing a blog that no one will read. That's always their fear. The, the idea that they can write to a person makes them feel like, okay, now I understand how to, how to communicate this message. I think most of the clients will know, um, you know, who their, who their clients are and, and who, you know, who their readers are. So, um, you know, we talk about that. And I think um, one thing I've always sort of avoided doing is I, I don't have a particular industry niche. Um, so you mean I, like in terms of like, like I don't or... yeah like I don't just do healthcare I don't just do automotive I do both of those but I, I do business I do retail I do all sorts of things because I want to still have my foot in their customers world and um, right and I don't want it because what happens sometimes when you get really far into an industry is you stop really thinking about how the customer thinks and feels and you're you're way too you know, you start speaking in jargon and you, you're not really connected to the customer anymore. And that, that happens. So I try to keep a foot in both worlds and, and encourage my clients to do the same and say, you know, put yourself in your customer's shoes. You know, what would they be doing if they were searching for you? What questions do they have? Um, so I do secondary research for that. And I do pretty basic personas, you know, who, who, it, who is it, what their demographic is, what their gender is, do they have kids, right. what, are their, what are their issues that they need solved, who do they follow. I'm very big on looking at who people follow and following them and getting them to follow you back. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. I mean, I, I do social listening reviews with personas, mm-hmm. but looking at who they follow is, is just really good advice. Absolutely. That's their guru. I mean, if we're all following, you know, Oprah or Samantha Bee or... You know, depending on what you're, who you're following, that's going to tell somebody about who you are. So I look very strongly at that. Um, my husband, if I can plug him for a minute, he just oh yeah, Kirk. <laughs> yes, Kirk. By all he means. just wrote, um, and he'll be releasing soon um, a book um, about politics. And he started his Twitter account, and he wants things. You know, he's he wants things to have sort of an independent feel. And so he followed, he went on James Carville's site and, and his Twitter account, and he chose the conservatives that he followed because he knew that James Carville being married to Mary Madeline doesn't hate conservatives, isn't conservative himself, but would probably have some nice balanced, you know, coverage of conservatives. What's your husband's Twitter handle? Yeah, Ignite Political is his. Ignite Political. All right. Everyone's going to have to be on the lookout for that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the co-host of CNN's Crossfire, famed political consultant, the raging Cajun, Mr. James Carville. Thank you. Thank you, Dean Pritchett. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here, sir. So I think we're getting pretty close to coming to an end here. Are there any final tips that you'd like to give us, Aileen? My final tip for people who are um, not sure how to create good content is um, I always say readers make writers. So if you want to provide better content, you need to consume content. And by consuming content, you need to be conscious 
of what you're reading. It, we're I'm not talking about what we do on Facebook where we sit and you know like lose a half an hour or an hour reading all the articles that populate our feed. Right. Um, get up from your desk, go to the library, and pick up a book and and read read good writing writing that blows your hair back writing that gets you excited everything great that i've ever written has its roots in something wonderful that i read it might have been so long ago that i don't even remember reading it consciously but it's there so the more you fill your mind with really good writing the more you'll be able to create and is there any tactic that you can share with the audience that you use in content strategy uh, my favorite strategy to use is um, the rule of three. In any list of things, three is the magic number all the time in content. And I use that in two ways. In any list of things, three things are the best amount of things to have in a list for rhythm, power, humor, emotion, whatever you want to accomplish. If you have a list, then it should be three things. Think about phrases that you know that are essentially lists of three things, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's powerful. It's got power. It's, it builds. So if you're writing lists it within, you know, within your writing, within your content, um, then lists of three things are my favorite way to do it. The other rule of three that I use is that any topic can yield three angles, and that means that any article can actually be three articles. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So... For instance, if you wanted to write an article on a podcast, you could, I mean, that's a huge, huge, you know, topic. Sure. But if you wanted to even get very specific and say, you know, content strategy podcasts, you could write an article on how to um, conduct a killer podcast. You could write an article on five ways to promote your podcast. You could write an article on 10 great podcasts to listen to, you know, the list is endless, but at, you should be able to get three things out of every topic that you write about. Three angles. That the the rule of three. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Is there? I mean, you got anything else? Because that was a really awesome tip. <laughs> um, you know, I I usually tell people just write write the way you talk, and then and then go back and fix it. You know, don't try to don't overthink it and don't overwork it. Just just write it and then you know, dump it and walk away, then come back, look at it, read it out loud, have a friend read it. Um, those are the best ways to improve your writing and be open. Don't, don't be precious about your writing and don't, you know, it's just a tool. It's just a skill and we're all learning it, including me. And, um, we can always do better. So be open to, to doing better. Those are some great ending words. Aileen, it was a pleasure having you on and guys, we're going to be right back with the podcast wrap up. All right, I'll, I'll make this quick. So the podcast wrap up. Number one, use a content calendar. There are so many out there. Just Google content calendar and you will find lots of choices. But this will get you organized and categorize per month and separate content by listing out distribution channels, goals, and don't forget themes, that rallying cry to get people behind a goal. Number two, if you want to produce good content, read good content. It's as simple as that. Step away from your Facebook feed, go to the library, read a book. And then number three, the rule of three, fittingly on the number three. 
So three things are the best amount of things to have in a list. Think of the phrases that we know that list three things. It's a powerful thing. And any topic can yield three angles. Drill down into that idea or topic or blog post. If you guys want to know more about Aileen or hire her to write content for you, you can find her at 3amwriters.com, and I will put the link in the podcast description. So as always, thanks for joining us this week. I'm your host, Adam James LaMagna, and we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Cheers. Cheers.